So, hello and welcome to the next episode of this kind of development with tactics podcast. And today, as in our last episode, we're going to discuss the what every book or what everybody is saying summary from the deconstructionexcellent.com website um, that I mentioned just um, the last episode. And I by now also think, or um, you know, also, yeah, I also think that this is a very, very great website because there's just a lot of information, a lot of summaries of, you know, different kind of books. Um, I think most of them are just like um, time management, like the four-hour work week or something like this in terms of, you know, knowing yourself and knowing others. And I've seen, and I will probably do um, this also, um, is a book about emotional intelligence and you know I glimpsed a little bit into it and it seems really really interesting and so I think that I'm actually going to discuss it with you um, but nevertheless the last episode we talked about um, legs and what legs can say and um, if you're interested in, in it uh, check out the last episode or the last video if you're just watching this on YouTube and by the way, I'm your host Chris, and I'm a 17-year-old graphic design student from Austria, and I'm really into self-development and, um, you know, this business things. I just, you know, really live for it at this time of my life. And um, to not lose any time, uh, today the torso will be the, uh, the topic uh, in point Four, uh, the torso tips, non-verbals of the torso, hips, chest and shoulders. Because the torso contains many of the body's vital organs, the limbic system of our brain will seek to protect the area when threatened. The, the result may be abrupt or subtle, but will communicate value. values, not values, but volumes. And I think we'll go straight into it. So the first thing is ventral denial and ventral fronting. Uh, the front, or called ventral, as I know by now, <laughs> um, side of your body is the most sensitive side. So the limbic brain will construct your torso to shift your, to shift or turn away from a situation, relationship or topic you don't like and turn toward those things you find favorable. This principle is particularly helpful in reading the room and observing who is in agreement with whom. In individual in interactions, a powerful tool to let someone know you are interest in, interested or supportive is to simply face them directly and or lean forward. Um, it's also something I've just heard uh, quite a long time ago. Um, the same thing with the, the food, feed, sorry not like food to eat, um, but um, you know, if you're having a job interview or something, it's uh, really to, really good to lean forward when you're sitting, because if you just, you know, be like this and, uh, you know, lean back and you're, you're just hanging in your, in your CD like this, um, it will not look good, first of all, and they probably mean that you're uninter uninterested in um, your conversation with them. Um, so leaning forward is something I've learned should be or seems to be um, efficient or uh, 
correct when you are in a job interview and you just really want to, to tell the other person that you're into this topic or discussion at all or um, you're interested. But let's see. Um, the second point is the torso shield. Uh, this indicator of discomfort includes behavior such as crossing your arms, buttoning your jacket, reaching across to play with your watch or putting a notebook purse etc up to your chest. Again, a change in baseline is key here. Many people are simply comfortable crossing their arms. So, I'll read it again. If you haven't heard it, crossing your arms, buttoning your jacket, reaching across to play with your watch, or putting a notebook purse etc up to your chest, which I think it means like this, you know, like every schoolgirl is, um, uh, you know, shown in any kind of movie or any kind of series, they just always like this, like uh, some books and they're a little bit shy and some, something like this, <laughs> and um, yeah, and as the name said, it's also shield. It just, you know. It is just a shield for you to, to save you if something dangerous will happen. And I think it's very interesting that most of these things just can be translated into very early stages of the human beings and are simply just, you know, um, keeping you from dangerous situation or, um, you know, just, uh, I don't know, the positive thing might be interesting. Maybe I can, I can think about it during the, the next few points. But the third one is the torso bow. More often seen in Eastern cultures, the torso bow is an indicator of respect or deference. But the torso bow, maybe I can find it. Torso bow. Maybe it's like... Uh, no, not tornado. Torso. Hmm. Hmm. Not what I was looking for, uh, but I think it's just this this leaning motion, isn't it like this? You know, showing respect in every, um, you know, Eastern culture or every Eastern uh, country seems to be like this. I'm just not willing to, you know, uh, hurt anybody here. But anyways, let's see what the fourth point is: uh, the torso embellishments. While it can be dangerous to judge a person based on their clothing, the reality is that you will be judged in like manner. The action point here is to be conscious that whatever you wear or you are wearing is to communicate something. Um, that's true. Of course, if you're going to a job interview with just, you know, some joggers or something, or you, you might seem like you were jogging towards here. <laughs> Terrible joke, I'm sorry for that. Um, yeah, that's true, nothing to say about this. The fourth point, preening. An overall lack of personal hygiene or good grooming often indicates sadness, illness or other negative states of mind, or you just can't think about it anymore. And that's also something why I've shaved, because I was so into this, this YouTube stuff and Instagram and posting all the time, and, you know, my, my brain was just only about it. Um which isn't good at all, I just, you know, there are some other things in your life, but focusing on something can be good, but do not focus too much on something. Um, and I've seen also that 
uh, people who are just really focused on something just forget about everything else. So like I experienced it. Um, so they will look room or um, I was showering, yes, but I wasn't uh, really, you know, cutting off my beard and so on. But the sixth point is the torso's place. Leaning back and to the side while sitting is a territorial power display and often indicates a disrespect for authority. Authority. Yeah, that's, that's true. The seventh one, the puffing up the chest. This aggressive pose is clear sign of anger. Like this, I guess, like any other animal on this planet will do to, to look bigger and more brutal and dangerous and so on and so on and so on. And the, the eighth one, burying the torso. The common manifestation of the signal is removal of a hat, jacket, etc. Indicating that someone is getting ready for a fight which in today, today's world is usually verbal or intellectual in nature. Okay. The ninth one, breathing behavior and torso. When the body is stressed, it tries to take in as much oxygen as possible, resulting in a noticeable expansion and contraction of the chest. So when um, it's stressed. Yeah, that's... That's, all these points are just, you know, there's nothing to say about it, it's just, they're just facts. Um, but I hope there will be some things I can, you know, give my shit with it to you, so that you maybe gain more value out of it through my comments um, than before. The tenth one, shoulder shrugs. Um, watch how people combine emotion with a declaration of ignorance. I don't know, you know, just a full shoulder shrug. Full shoulder shrug is cons consistent with the statement, while a partial shrug may indicate doubt or lack of commitment to the assertion. And also something that may be interesting to you, and what I've heard, and you should take it with a grain of salt because I'm not really sure about it, uh, about it or there aren't any sources that I can give you. Uh, which is that when people are lying, most of the time they are not doing any non-verbal things. They're just standing around and telling you the lies. And um, this was something I was uh, I was really thinking about while reading the shoulder shrug. Because, you know, I don't know. It may be, also what he points out here is, if the, the shoulder shrug with your verbal expressions or verbal or your, your words in general just um, if they aren't synchronized so if you say I don't know something like this it may be also an indicator of lying I don't know it might be could be possible for me um, but let's see what the 11th one is the weak shoulder displays this 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 display of bringing your shoulder closer to your ears Results from the limbic system trying to protect the neck as a result of uncomfortable situation. You know, when somebody tickles your neck and you just do it like this. I think you just do it because you, you think you're in danger. And this might be one of the reasons why you just, you know, is it called tingle? Tingle. I don't know. But you know what I mean. This is what I know. <laughs> Um, but that's the thing with the with the torso and the thing is just before I was eating um, because I came home and then I was thinking about 
that um, I've done really a lot of articles now, but some of them I haven't really finished. And if so, and if there were some you really were enjoying, um, just write me down in the comments, a comment, or there are all the social media platforms uh, I have in the description of the podcast and or the description of the video. And so if you want, you just could check them out and write me a DM or comment on every post, post you see. Um, but yeah, let's see what the fifth point is, um, which is named knowledge within reach, non-verbals of the arms. The first one, and we will, we will go straight into it. The first one is gravity-related arm movements. When you are energized, happy or excited, your arms go up. For example, high fives. When you are feeling com confident, your arms will often swing by your side. It's only when you experience negative emotions that your arms will drop. And that's true. I think so. The second one, the arm withdrawal. When someone is upset or threatened, their arms will often move to their side or cross their chest. Uh, you'll sometimes see this when people are arguing, they are protecting their bodies in a non-provocative way. Um, move to their side, don't know what he meant by this, or cross the, cross the chest. Like this or like this? I'd say. Just some kind of question and or answer. <laughs> um, the third one, restriction of arm movement. This is your body's attempt to make you less detectable or a smaller target in response to a situation that your limbic brain perceives as a threat. Um, it's You know, I have to say it again, but it's very interesting that all these things are just related to, you know, your brain just, uh, just, just, um, you know, protecting you or your body, um, which is very interesting because, you know, even if there is nothing, nothing to, to, um, to, you know, to, to, what did I say, to protect from, your body does it anyways. And that's the interesting part of it. But let's see what the fourth one is. The arm cues that isolate. When someone claps their arms behind their back, um, they are communicating higher status and desire for distance. Another example of an isolating arm cue is how people in a crowded area position their arms to create space. I always do this behind the, behind the back thing with my arms. I haven't thought about it. The arms are kimbo. Placing your hands on your hips is a classic example of behavior intended to communicate do dominance or authority. So placing your hands on your hips. The author notes that this can be a particularly useful tool for women to communicate that they are standing the ground or insisting that an issue be addressed. So that they are standing the ground or insisting that an issue be addressed. The sixth one, hooding effect. Another territory claiming display of dominance is putting your hands behind your neck with the elbows out when seated. Like this. The seventh one, the dominant pose. Any general spreading of your arms, planting your fingers on the desk or spreading your arm out over the chair next to you is an effort to claim territory in order to communicate authority or dominance. Spreading of your arm, 
planting your fingers on the desk. I don't know if they mean it like, you know, on the front or on the back of the desk. On the back, I would, I would know it or understand it, but in the front, it's just, I think, not a real indicator of showing your dominance or something. But the eighth one, adornments and artifacts on the arms. Rings, watches, tattoos and other arm adornments aren't blandly decorative. They are often worn to communicate certain things, even if the wearer doesn't consciously acknowledge it. I would say so, especially tattoos, which is, you know, just common, I think. Yeah, not really common. Some people just get tattoos because they, they like them, and there's no shame about this. They are great, and it's, you know, to show your personality. But often uh, these, uh, you know, these designs mean something to the person that are wearing them or having them. Um, but the ninth one, arms as conduits of affection. Hugging, arm touching and positioning the arms openly are all mannerisms that communicate affection through the arms. Okay. <laughs> I'm almost just okaying everything, which I'm quite sorry about because, or, but there's just nothing else to say, which is um, the pity behind everything or behind this one. Um, but let's see what the sixth point is, um, and it is named getting a grip, non-verbal of the hands and fingers. Because the hands are so expressive and delicate, they can reveal very subtle nuances in behavior coming from the limbic system. First one, effective hand movements. Using hand movements effectively can greatly increase your credibility and persuasiveness. And all the time, teachers in your, or in my school were saying that you should, you know, use your hands while you talk or you, you talk with your hands just like you know i'm often doing also on, on this format um but yeah the second one hiding your hands because because this creates such a decidedly negative impression try to avoid keeping your hands behind your back or under the table and this is something i've heard from the um somewhere and is just um an indicator something that reminds people on the wild west um, because people always tended in bars for example to have their guns under the table and so to be sure that there are no guns they just you know had their guns on the, uh, had not had their guns on the table but their hands on the table um, you know to indicate i do not have anything in my hands everything is clear no danger no no everything you know the third one, the power of a handshake. This made the most written about gesture in the Western world. The author cautions against trying to establish dominance by maneuvering your hand to be on top or by placing your second hand on top. Politicians do these things to avoid looking weaker than the other person, but in most cases it just makes people uncomfortable. I really haven't thought about this. I just thought, of, I just, you know... I was ready for a, for just a paragraph where I say, okay, that's great, nice to nice to know, and then something like this comes up, which is interesting. And I was also thinking if some politicians I know have done this, um, you know, while talking with I don't know Putin, maybe possible because he's just really dominant, and or Trump, or something. Um, but the fourth one is offensive hand gestures. 
Unlike many of the other examples of body language we've discussed, many hand gestures are learned rather than innate, innate, innate reactions. It's I-N-N-A-T-E. For this reason, it's probably advisable to avoid all hand gestures when traveling internationally. You never know what any given gesture me might mean in a foreign country. And that's also something else uh, uh, we have talked about in school, because there are just a ton of things you shouldn't really do. You know, also the peace, si uh, peace, peace, peace sign uh, may mean something really bad in another language. It's Therefore, it depends if your, you know, if your uh, hand inside is showing or the hand outside is showing, which is, uh, I think it's actually in, in England like it, but I don't really know. Don't take it for granted. Um, but with the back side, it's just victory. And if with the front side, it's kind of fuck you or something. I don't know. Um, the fifth one is learn to manage sweaty hands. Sweaty hands happen because of stress or nervousness, not deception. If you notice someone has sweaty hands, consider if there is something you can do to help them calm down. Very nice point, helping somebody. The sixth one, nervousness in the hands. Quivering hands can be due to stress, nervousness, excitement, caffeine, neurological disorders or focus. Due to the wide range of interpretations, use the context and concentrate more on changes in the behavior than on the occurrence of the behavior itself. Okay. Steepling. Touching the spread fingertips of both hands together is an indicator of great confidence. Perhaps in yourself, spread fingers. Touching uh, both fingers together is an indicator of great you know what? Who who is who is doing this all the time? Write it down in the comments if you know what I mean. I want to see it. <laughs> um, use this gesture to your advantage and make sure not to hide it under the table or hold your hands too low if you are trying to communicate confidence. The thumb displays because people don't often gesture with their thumbs. Thumb displays tend to be fairly accurate. Accurate tells. Thumbs up. Communicates confidence while thumbs hidden either in your hands or your pockets. Indicate the opposite. If you find yourself standing with your thumbs in your pocket, um, with uh, switch to putting your other four fingers in your pocket and keeping your thumb out. And actually, you, sh you should to be looking in general very confident. You shouldn't um, do any part of your hands in your pockets. That's something I've also read or seen or just, I don't know where from, but um, yeah, but that's true because, and I, I, I think that's true. So for sure it may be true because it's, you know, I always say and I always think about it. And when you're getting information from the internet, it could be everyone who has written them or, you know, it could be a ton of bullshit. And because this is a book, I don't think that uh, a lot of it is bullshit. Because, you know, you have to think about it like this. There was someone who who made the script for the book or had a ghostwriter or something. And he got it printed. So he had someone to print it. And um, 
I don't know what it's called, but the district distributor of this just this um this book and so on. So there are several steps steps he has to do with the printed book, um, you know, to to have it in your hands or to to be available. And so I think nobody would do this um, this stress. So nobody would want this stress only because of putting or because he wants to put shit out in the world. But yeah, the ninth one, genital framing. When someone rests their thumbs on top of or inside their belt loop with fingers hanging down, they are subconsciously communicate dominance or virility. The frozen hands, similarly to frozen feet, a sudden uh, secession, it's with a C and E and SSAT, ION of hand movement indicates stress. The eleventh one and the last one for this episode, interlaced hand stroking or rubbing, similar to neck touching. This is pacifying behavior that also indicates stress. So interlaced hand stroking. Is it like this or this? Stress. Okay, and I think that's it for this episode, and I hope there was. Just a great um, ton of value in this for you. I'm very sorry if I haven't spoken uh, really good today. I don't know why I was quite pumped before this episode to make it. Um, but, you know, you will get everything. And so you, if you're watching this, um, you at least have the video and or the text itself, um, you know, in the background. But if there are any questions or anything you want to talk or you want to tell me, or whatever, just write down in the comments, or text me on every social media platform you would like to, which I have, uh, you know, obviously. But nevertheless, I wish you a very great day, for the rest of your day, or evening, or whatever, and I'll actually see you the next time. And thank you very much for watching or listening. See you later. And subscribe to either the... the uh, podcast and or uh, YouTube channel. Thank you. <laughs>